Hello. Hello and welcome to this episode of Hearty Dice Friends. My name is Grant Harrit and I'm in a very echoey room. In a very new house. I'm in a new house. Uh, we, we recorded our last episode in the new house, but that was in my partner's room where they have a nice carpet and mm-hmm. a futon and soft furnishings. <laughs> and we and were sat I, on a mattress on the floor we like children. Like like from train spotting. We were on the heroine. Uh, whereas in my room, I have a series of very reflective surfaces as far as sound is considered. Well, it is your room. I assume it is only mirrors. It's just, just mirrors. Um, there is a bird in here, but it looks like a lot more. A bird? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, on account of the mirrors. Oh, it's, it's, yes. there's, a, there's a crow in here. Okay. <coughs> yes. Now, we are we are in the new house. We have just got internet. I am running a cable up the stairs very professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's taped down with bright red tape, so we, we only trip over it sometimes. <laughs> Not all times, but enough. Enough. What episode number is this? Is this- 94. I believe it is. 93. That puts us at eight episodes, seven episodes, between seven and eight episodes, until we have to do the big 100. The big one. The corker. Um, the, the the big daddy mm-hmm. the hundo we did the century we hired out Carnegie Hall for episode 50 yep what are we going to do for episode 100 uh, we need to go bigger two Carnegie Halls on top of each other mm, interesting uh, what about France what about Carnegie Hall in the building next door could do whatever that whatever it is no but I'm thinking I'm thinking a country France. Well, it is possible to hire like Liechtenstein. Yeah, I mean, we just kick everyone out. No, um, get some really good bouncers and some velvet ropes. <laughs> um, I mean, border control is so easy these days, yeah, and yeah. Um, we just we just do it in the middle of France. Oh, okay, uh, which is probably a field, uh, probably uh, honestly. Uh, I, I don't think you can uh, come in here with 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 those shoes on. <laughs> do you Are even you? have a ticket? You must be having a laugh, mate, coming here on trainers. <laughs> what do you think this is? Weather spoons? You could at least Weather have... spoons? You could at least what have... Is this you could at least have chanced a Cuban heel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I'm, I'm very sorry. It is uh, one in, one out at the moment. <laughs> it's got those little clickers. <laughs> it goes up to five. <laughs> it's me, you, and the bird. And presumably David Bowie. Uh, well, he's dead, so... Not um, here. I've been playing Pokemon Go. I okay. Bought it. I bought it for Mary. My <laughs> partner, Mary. Is, uh, is this Homer Simpson buying for... Marge a bowling ball? Okay, yes. <laughs> no, like, I didn't think I'd like it very much. Okay. I was like, oh, I don't really like Pokemon that much, you know. It's like, oh, you've got a Pikachu, yeah. Uh, oh, nerds, oh, kids, webs. Oh there's, oh, there's a drowsy, oh, cool, yeah, webs. And then, uh, you know, Mary loaded it up and took a fantastic trip into the region of Kanto, um, where everything was very colourful now and cute. And there was a little sort of fox dog called Eevee, right. um, which sits on your head, and you can put Zooey Deschanel-style glasses and hat on it. Does it have the same wide-eyed, confused expression constantly? All the time. All the time. And I've rather fallen for it, because, well, I... I can ride a dragon. Mm-hmm. 
I can ride a horse made of fire and not die. Although that's, I think it has to like trust you, and then if it trusts you, it won't hurt you with its. That's fire. a ponita. Uh, a rapidash. Oh, a rapidash. I can ride a thirty-foot-tall rock snake. Hot. Or crucially, I can cling to the front of a Snorlax, which is, from what I can tell, it's kind of a cross between a stuffed toy and a gorilla. <laughs> and you cling to its big belly and then run around. Amazing. Well, it runs around. And it's just like, actually, this is what I wanted. I don't really care about the whole battling or catching aspect of it. I just want to, I want to have a big monster I ride around that's my friend. That's fair. So I think it's time for Pokemon races. Like Mario Kart, but uh, you just ride, you know, your Charmanders or your Blastoises, or like Slowpoke is there. And I think it would play a little bit more like the N64's pod racing game. Well, badly. Yeah. <laughs> and just just so fast that you really can't tell what's going on. Just just mangling a dragon air into the wall. <laughs> imagine imagine Wipeout, mm. but you're on the back of a Psyduck. So is it a big Psyduck, or am I like clinging to it, like 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 uh, like one of those monkeys riding a very very small uh, bicycle? At the yeah, exactly that. You're kind of round it like a backpack, Sorry. and you're running, and it's freaking out and going hugely psychic. <laughs> it doesn't know what's going on, and it's frightened by the loud noises, the colours, not been briefed, yeah. and the fact yeah. that the, the, all the other racers are flying cars. The blinkers. Are f- oh, so 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 it takes place in Pod Racer. No, in in Wipeout. Oh, and Wipeout, I see. So, um, also, the blinkers have entirely fallen off my, my Psyduck. <laughs> yep, and it's just screaming and trying to get away from the other ships. And yeah. this, is, this is all in VR. <laughs> oh my god, no! I don't want to be that close to it! <laughs> like, like, the sound coming through your, your headphones oh is just goodness. a nightmare yeah. cacophony of a really upset Psyduck. Now, and the howl of engines. It feels like I'm going to fall off quite quickly. Oh no, you've you've very much taped yourself to that duck. Oh, I see. I'm strapped to the duck. Yeah, you're you're, you're going down with the duck with head. I'm the duck's problem. The duck isn't my problem. Correct. Yes. But also, the duck is very much my problem. Well, where the duck goes is your problem. <laughs> and I mean, don't forget, this is wipeout, so there's no small amount of rockets happening. <laughs> very occasionally, the entire track will quake. <laughs> as an enormous line of force goes down it. Yeah, it's just mm. nightmarish. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think that's that's definitely the next. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Psyduck will be <laughs> the next one. Let's go, Pfizer. Let's go. <laughs> go, Techie. I choose you. Uh, now, now I would. I, I think they could do with mascots. Yeah. Like a one-star mascots. That is true. I'm drinking from my Pfizer mug right now. Mm. I have my Go Techie mug next to me. We've chosen our allegiances. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris, like, Chris likes the exciting game of Wipeout, and I enjoy level two of games. <laughs> <laughs> Chris plays the game, and Grant enjoys himself. This is a role-playing game podcast, not an imaginary video game podcast. Yes. As much as I'd love... God, God, I'd love it if it was. Well, maybe. That seems much easier. We'll sort that. Um, the reason that we're talking at length about video games is because Reddit is shit. Reddit is awful this so, week, especially. Yes, so we have some we have some good questions from you, our adoring public, you mm-hmm. lovely people, you you little oh, dancers. Just, oh. God, your face looks good. Have you done something to it? It's brilliant. Do it again. Do it again, or don't. It probably still looks good. Um, but so we, we we have a question for you, public. 
Well, Are there any other places we can around. get questions from? Because Reddit is rubbish. We tried TG precisely once. Ugh. We went to traditional games once and never, never came back. I found a good question there, but I've never gone back because it involves me loading up 4chan. And yeah. I'm old now. I'm no longer the edgy edgy 20-something <laughs> I was when I, used to, when I used to frequent the chans. Yeah, it's never been okay, but you could you could kind of get it past your moral senses when you were young and an idiot. Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, I didn't know any better. Yeah, that was the life we led, honestly. Yeah, and now and now I do know better. Um, but I just I can't find anywhere that's that's a good basically we want role playing questions that have dicks in. Yes. You know? Or like that are at least entertaining difficult. rather than like yeah. there's a post I have open at the moment where mm-hmm. somebody has got an idea of how to work have of how to get a group together for a really? RPG game. Okay. Because his his group is very flaky, and they keep on having to cancel the game. Terrible what he wants skip to, problems. What he wants to do is schedule two games for the exact same time on the exact same day. Right. And then whichever group has more people saying yes will turn up, mm-hmm. have that game run until the others it's not on. I I'm pretty sure this was the plot of an episode of Frasier. It must be, but it's just. It sounds awful. You know, it's going to descend into both, like both groups turn up with full numbers, and he has to have one in the kitchen and one in the living room, yeah. and then run both at the same time and keep making steamed ham style excuses. And then Fraser and Niles kiss, and it's very yeah. awkward. <laughs> Sorry. What? Hmm? What do you mean? Yeah, we need we need a better place for questions. Reddit is a problem, but unfortunately, there's not really anywhere else we can get them from. This is not a we can't just answer any question. It has to be about role playing. Yes, exactly. You know, I think ideally what we want is somewhere where where there's questions from people who ask silly questions. Basically, basically, we, we want to laugh at idiots hypothetically. That's what these question shows boil down to, right? <laughs> yes. You've got you've got normal questions from your listeners, and they're oh, look at Ficky over here. Although now, my I'm brother, what my we brother, do, and me, I'm thinking what we do yeah. is we also bud off a fictional video game podcast. Well, on the casual, and what yeah. we do is we go over to Frog Croakley's house and poke him in the ribs. Ah, get him involved. Until he occasionally comes on the podcast. Well, we could just poke him in the ribs and he'll just be like, meet prospectors, and that'll be fine. Yeah, that's cool. We can just go there with a notepad. (laughs) (laughs) Slap him till words come out. Get a dictaphone, sneak into his house past his babby, and uh, and just, just, just record whatever... Mm, crab magnates, whatever noises come out of his mouth when he's asleep. <laughs> I assume it must be a nightmare around him all the time, just because ideas just just drop off of him like sweat. Large warriors, <laughs> pork cops, <laughs> pork cops. We're making that mm-hmm. um, right. So um, oh, I will say as well. Games. So, like my old favorite podcast, Cool Games Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, that closed like two years ago now year and a half ago after it was discovered that um nick what's his name off polygon was a badman oh yeah so there's a gap in the market dude so what you mean is they've left the lunch on the table we're gonna go eat their lunch we're gonna go eat that lunch okay we're gonna we'll, gobble we'll up that, that problematic lunch <laughs> <laughs> i don't up. think it i don't think the lunch is creepy by association <laughs> this lunch is saying some difficult things to young women I don't think that's happened. I think it's just a provolone sandwich. Oh, okay. What is provolone? Um, well, you see, there's there, there's anti-valone. 
mm-hmm. and provolone. I thought you were going to go for a pro together. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of no, because right? we are not professionals, despite being together. Okay. Um, yes, I like the idea of a, of a, of a video games adventures podcast. Let's let's maybe have a chat about that. But however, let's let's answer. Let's what we're going to do here. We have a special spoon. Uh, it has a serrated edge, and we're going to use it to scrape out the bottom of this Reddit barrel and see if we can answer some questions for you, our adoring fans. And hey, look, I'm sure we'll have some fun along the way, won't we? A spoon we found in a burned out prison. <laughs> that that was the one thing intact inside. <laughs> Gleaming and clean. It was it was a burned down prison, the corpse of V for Vendetta. And that <laughs> clutched in their hand. That's what they were there for. Mm. Spooning. Ask me a question for God's sake. Okay, so the first question comes from Captain Fancy. Hello. We all know elves and apostrophes go hand in hand. But what items of punctuation would you associate with other typical fantasy races? Also, we could really do with a better word than races for that concept. It's species, right? Ancestry is the key you want to be going for. It's not a noun, is it? Ancestries. There we are. Um, But that's just like where you come from, not who you are. Mm -hmm. Shadow of the Demon Lord did it, right? I believe so, yeah. Ancestries, yeah. Well done. Very much nailed that. Sotterdoodle. Sotterdoodle. How do you pronounce the... Um, I think dwarves should use asterisks. Just, just the full Grolix in a the dwarf. Full, <laughs> a full Grolixican, but you get, you get, um, like ogres traditionally have have uh, have apostrophes in their names, as mm-hmm. do um, as do elves. But I, I, I should like the idea of of, of a dwarf having uh, a asterisk, which either refers to a different thing, which you have to be aware of. Oh, like a subclause. Or, yeah, and it's and, and it's pronounced, um, or. It is. It's just its own noise. <laughs> it's just like it's the sound of static. Well, like like how there's those uh, there's those uh, African languages that have the yeah the, the clicks yeah which physically I I can't do but having having some sort of <laughs> <laughs> so like, like, I was lads. just mining down in the deep mine and <laughs> and uh, and I would just <laughs> and. No, it'd be oh. in the middle of a sentence. Oh, okay. So it'd be, it'd be in the middle of a word because it would just be. It would be. It would be like. It'd be like arithwidel rather than arithwidel. Oh, so I was minding. Precisely. Now you've got it. <laughs> now you're speaking dwarf. <laughs> All right. What you got then? So I'm thinking. I'm thinking hyphens. Okay. I'm for thinking, which race? For for things like halflings. I'm get, yeah gnomes. Gnomes, that sort of thing, um, where they just put the, not their lineage, mm-hmm. but like people they're proud of that they've maybe taught. Okay. Like my student was X. Yeah. Um, I made the gyrocopter. Good and, sandwich they had once. Yep. And I have a Bachelor of Arts degree. Mm. So you have like, uh, what's a good what's a good gnome's first name? Uh, McKimothy. <laughs> So you have McKimothy Fuckknuckle <laughs> is, is his name. Proud Fuckknuckle. But it's... Why, why the Fuckknuckles have been here for 18 generations? But it's McKimothy Fuckknuckle. Fuck, mm-hmm. The Fuckknuckle is hyphen BA hyphen sports sciences hyphen ah. gyrocopter. Mm. Like it's, it's the entire CV. Oh, and you just append your CV to the end of a... Yeah. 
I can't, that's kind of fun. I like that. Like like a title, but you get to pick it yourself. Yeah, and like you have to be able to back up your claims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you sure. can't just wait. I invented air. <laughs> Prove it. Like you there's have some to be able, you have to have the paperwork. There's some sort of gnomish hyphen police who come round. Yeah, they're very strict. And and, and be like, all right, invent some air for us, mate, or we're taking your name away. Mm. And they sever it. Ooh. They have a special name-taking... They, they, they have a pair... Of, I was going to have, like, a name-taking blade. Now nah, they're gnomes. A name-taking pair of jewellery plies. Like, <laughs> or scissors. Like, like, they pinch it. Like they, pinky They pinch shears. it and twist it off. Ooh. Yeah. Like like getting a tooth out. Uh, I was thinking more like having, like um, removing the tip of your little finger oh, with a pair of pliers. Wow. But... Um, but but also but like metaphysically it doesn't they're not actually taking any flesh off you they just sort of conjure near you and it hurts right okay that's that's fair yeah like that scene in um, Heavy Drive. Rain I I've not seen Drive but there is that great scene in Heavy Rain where it's like which of these rusty implements do you want to <laughs> amputate your finger with no the scene in Drive I was referencing is when he kills a man with a hammer that's uh, very different <laughs> from taking your finger off with a pair of pliers yes hmm. Let's going to take a quick look at my keyboard here. Yeah, I was about to my, my new Razer Huntsman keyboard, mm. which comes complete with toxic gamer masculinity when you open the box. <laughs> just comes off like a gas, like spores of a mushroom. I got like I opened so listener. I we 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 got new computers through the business. We had the, like we managed to uh, we've, we've got enough profit this year that we're able to buy. Uh, proper computers. Chris had a functional computer. I had. I think there's an abacus inside it. It's, it was trash. It took over an hour to turn on. Uh, it took longer to turn off. It did. <laughs> and if you ever wondered why occasionally the podcast was late, it was quite often because Grant, Grant's computer just lost the recording. That, that only happened like twice. Yeah, it happened twice. And, one, and once it was only half. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's it was it is, it is a big red monster. I haven't dusted it in a long time. I presume that dust is now structural. Yeah, that's all that's holding it together. There's like also it, quite a bit of tape on it. Yeah, there's a lot of tape on there. Actually, come to think of it, there shouldn't hmm. be any. It's it, look. The old girl functioned broadly. She did. We wrote a lot of great games on that computer. We did. You know. So, yeah. however, we now have a new one. I got this Razer Huntsman keyboard, which sounds listener like this. It's delicious and mechanical. I don't like it. I love it. I I type and Chris listens when we hang out, and so Chris, like, if I just start muting myself while I put while I put a sentence in, I'm considering just plugging my old shitty keyboard so I can type and to, Chris can hear. To be fair, that was perfect. I could hear you over that. Yes, and also I didn't open it. It didn't have it didn't have a signed note from from Razor CEO saying winning is important. Winning is fundamental. Whatever battlefield you're going into, it's best to arm yourself with the greatest tools and equipment available. Major kills, <laughs> epic ownage, reload. I'm just, God, I'm just saying, you're very, much, you're very much aiming these shots at my people. I hate Razor. It's daft. It's a nice a keyboard. Hunt. Like the guy who was sending my keyboard rang me up and said, "Hello there. There's been a um. They, uh, we you're gonna get a you're gonna get a Huntsman in your box rather than the C series, uh, because the C series has been discontinued. I'm, so, I'm gonna stop you there, Dave. What's a Huntsman? <laughs> oh, it was the keyboard, mate. Right, cool. Yeah, just send me a keyboard. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. I just yes. Anyway, um, I'm just gonna look at my new keyboard. See if it's got any cool gamer punctuation on here. So, 
going back to dwarves, mm-hmm. they've, uh, dwarves and indeed elves, so they're very big on their lineages, right? Yeah. Backslashes. Okay. So rather than like son of Gloin, son of Grothel, or whatever mm-hmm. they have, you just have like Dave, backslash, Mike, backslash. <laughs> so it's nested. Just nest them. Yeah. You list like your dad and your dad's dad. Yeah, and you just keep going. And then if anybody actually wants to see the whole lineage, they just need to click the pull down. <laughs> and then they can see everything. Can I put forward the elven tilde? You can you can have a fair argument for it. Mm. And I think the elven tilde sounds like mm. <laughs> I'll come I'll come a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. So it's mm, Swinton. Yeah, like you know that noise the guy makes at the start of uh, Bloodborne, and he's like, oh, "Pale blood." Yes. That, that that's a tilde, <laughs> like 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 an, an interested an interested mm, noise, and wow. that and that, my name is Aranduel, mm, a sword of starlight, <laughs> backslash. <laughs> what what about? Sorry, bra- oh, brackets are okay. I don't... Because, mm. like, I, I, we've got um, quotation marks for, like, Big Mickey, Punch Nasty, O. Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about brackets? Like big is his actual first name. Yeah. <laughs> what about brackets? Yeah. I like the idea that brackets, brackets are strictly optional. Yes. But, you can but say, that you would can be, say like, if Big you Henry, brackets, arsonist. Yeah, I see. Okay, I quite like that. And square brackets could look like a non-optional. Yeah, and those square weird, bracket. weird, What are the fluty brackets called? Um, posh brackets. Okay, so posh brackets would be used for doppelgangers. Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, that, that makes I like that. Yeah, so like so like you'd you'd put posh brackets around a doppelganger's assumed name. Yes, like the, like it would be like um, Stephen, but the mm. entire thing is in posh brackets. I think the modrons need a percent. They need to use the percent more in their writing. Well, I assume their names are just equations anyway. Yeah, probably. Like that's the waveforming to generate to make one. Mm. Mm. Or the sine curve, or the look. I don't know maths. All right, I'm trying my best. No, there's a lot of punctuation. I'm a writer. I don't know what these are called. What does a tilde do? Mm. (laughs) Does that noise? That's it. I don't know. What's it for? I've never seen one in the wild. Like, I only recently found out there's two kinds of hyphen. Can you look one up? I'd do it myself, but then I'd drown out the recording with my what am I fucking keyboard. Tilda. Just, just, ask, just work out what a tilde actually means. Uh, it's an accent placed over a Spanish N pronounced ni, as in oh. Or a Portuguese A or O, like Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Oh, it's a grapheme with several uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it can't exist on its own. No. Well, now it can. Now here we are. The elves have it, and my next elvish character is going to be named it. <laughs> oh no, it was used by medieval scribes. Oh, they used to so just use it as an abbreviation. Meaning? <laughs> the text of the Doomsday Book, 1086, relating, for example, to the manor of Molland in Devon, is highly abbreviated. Just by using tildes, they just left bits of words out and bunged in a tilde. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That works. Like like the same way we'd have an apostrophe. What if, for no... no... Oh, okay. Um, Like, if we were saying Mm disestablishmentarianism, they would go, disestab tilde. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I see. So you just put the start of it. In you just put the start of it. So assume that context reads the word. Oh, that makes sense. Could half orc have the greater than symbol? Just as you get more excited as the sentence goes on. <laughs> For each battle, they get a greater than. Oh, that's great. Oh, I like that. And and you have to yell their name louder. Yes, it's it's literally just it's like a it's like a forte. Yeah. Like it's musical notation that, rather than anything actually, else. Come to think of it, like um, elven el- elves having musical notation in their in their it's their prose. Yeah, like all wood elves start with a treble clef. Hmm. Hey, hey, quick, quick question, Qu- quick question, Chris. Do you know anything about musical notation? Some, yes. I used to better okay. read music. Really? Yeah. I used to play musical instruments, Grant. I used to be a, a what's it, um, a well-rounded person. I was taught to read music um, at a cathedral choir, but then I forgot it because of drug. <laughs> That's how most people forget. Because of drug. Yeah, because of drug. You've been based. I, I did. I did a drug, and now I don't remember how to do music or anyone's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done the birthdays. I think it's time we move on from birthdays. I think it is. You know? Get over it. You're older. Also, what also th- like, things aren't getting better as we get older now. Like, I think, I think we, like, we've, we've passed the peak of human civilization. I don't think we should be, like, commemorating how long we've been doing this. We should be sort of, like, trying to quietly not mention birthdays. I, I do feel that they are very useful, for instance, in the age of majority. Yeah. Um, and drinking ages. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is so, no, like, like, okay, okay, what I'm no, saying, no, 21 no, no. is as old as anyone gets. You'd have, you'd have, like, you'd have brackets. So it would be like when you say, oh, I'm 18 to 34. That <laughs> okay. sort of thing. You'd have those brackets. You just, you, those have a name. So there's like, oh, we could we can have maybe have a cool Scandinavian thing. So like youngling and, and, and uh, elder, <laughs> longbeard, many Forest teeth. tripper. <laughs> Dog boy, that sort of thing. <laughs> the cloven bunch. Precisely, yeah. Whatever, like, come up with whatever nonsense you like, and you just like every sort of important anniversary you get. So, like, at the age of three, when you start becoming a person, new new age, mm-hmm. and then twelve, when you're actually you know getting on to be, you can have, you can have a conversation. But between three and twelve, doesn't matter. You're basically the same age. I don't care. Yeah, eighteen, twenty-one, thirty-five. 60? And then you are turned into Soylent Green. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think like 60 should be should be something as an achievement. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like that that would be you as a... Chris, we've already got a system in place for this. It's the wedding anniversaries. Okay. Oh, so gold, silver, platinum, tin. Yeah, precisely. Wood, so, so, um, so... Dew, whatever it is. This is my it. child. He's paper. <laughs> And um, I'm really looking forward to going to... I'm actually going to go... I'm going to go visit my mum because she's going to become golden. Wow. Right? That's really good. That's pretty cool. Maybe that's how dwarves do age, to bring it back to the world. Maybe it is. I think there's something quite fun there. I'm going to ask you a question because we've been talking about this for a very long time. We have been on this particular topic for too long. Put put on my glasses. Um, Let's have a look. Zimmerlim asks... You get to play in a superpower RPG. Which superpower would you pick? A. Being able to detach your limbs and still move them around. Or B. The ability to secrete various kinds of slimes. Sticky, slippery, etc. Slimes. 100%. I'm all over them slimes. I. It doesn't mention you can, you can clean up the slimes. Nope. Don't care. Also, it's not project, it's secrete. Yep. 
I think I'd rather be able to detach my limbs and move them around. And I'll okay. tell you for why, because that doesn't make people instantly sick. Okay, so, look, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but I don't have the ability right now to detach mm-hmm. my limbs and still move them around. But you can produce slow. I can produce a various amount of liquids <laughs> from my body right now. Right now, I can probably get you three kinds of slime. Right, at least. But not like, I'm not saying they're very useful. Like you could spit on something to lubricate it, I suppose. But aside from that, it's not like a superpower right. per se. So, with that superpower, mm-hmm. it, with Sticky, I can climb walls. Well. I can produce it, my own hey, lubricant. Hey, it's implied you can climb walls. I'm not, like I, We don't know how Sticky it is. Well, the other one's fairly magical, so I think... We can yeah. assume the level of power is consistent. Uh, yeah. I'm also going to assume that you and I are superhero strength individuals because my <laughs> grip strength is such that I could probably not move my hand very far just using my fingers. <laughs> also, yes, what are my le- what are my legs going to do on their own? Like they're just on their sides. <laughs> they can flop about like a fish. Have you ever say? Have you ever seen a human being catch a pike and then try and take a picture of it? Yes. That is, is that what my legs are doing? Disguising yes. themselves as pikes and then kicking some douche in the mouth. <laughs> so pikes, are, just for people who haven't seen a pike mm-hmm. in a man's hands, mm. a pike is a hideous fish. It is a brutal killer of the of the rivers. Imagine a tuna crossed with a conger eel. Yes, but give it more teeth. Yeah, further teeth. It's longer, it's pointier, it's weirdly available in England, unlike, unlike most dangerous things aren't here. Yeah. You know? But we've got pikes, and they, but, could, quite, they could quite easily take you... Well, they could take a couple of fingers off, couldn't they? Yeah. And but the thing Maybe is, they're hand? fighting. Not like, they're, they're not yeah. really bitey, they're fighty. So when somebody's holding it, it is very much trying to not be there. Yeah, and it, it is strong. Yeah. yeah. And it's, that is what a, your leg is going to be doing. It's a length of muscle. Yes. Now... Now, 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 here's the thing. Pikes are covered in fins and have specially evolved to move through water. My mm-hmm. legs have not. No, but I'm sure so, you could get some practice in, swim with the pikes for a bit. I guess what I'd have to do is uh, get get some stabilizing fins on my upper thigh. Mm-hmm. A, uh, uh, what are they called? Those, uh, flippers. Yep. Are they called flippers? Do you put them on your feet? Flipper yeah, boat? flippers, mate. Yeah, yeah. Get a flipper, put it on. And then put, like, a knife on the front. <laughs> <laughs> like like a knife where it joins my thigh, and then have it glide through the water, leap out and, and assassinate individuals. I I, I gotta take that. Mm. Then then I guess it's gonna have a real problems getting back in the water. But it, yeah, I think I think getting my leg in water is really useful. My hands they can sort of climb and do things. You know they, they've got they've got their own purposes. I also slight problem. I just realised I can't see where they are. No, you can feel well, it out though. I can feel it out. I guess if I look at it, I can yeah. see where it is. I mean, but like, how, how expensive is a GoPro these days? Like, a tenner? Just duct tape a GoPro to the back of your hand. I mean, like, as, as long as I kill people who have money. <laughs> and then, and like, with, with the surprise leg out, out of the duck pond. And then I've got, I've got a hand, presumably on a bus, coming to, coming to go through their wallets. I can't go through their wallets with my, with my leg. You, you're instantly turning this to murder. And I'm like, well, I've got lube. I'm trying to climb walls. I'm trying to earn money for GoPros. It's theft, really. It's ten quid, man. It's but murder for a GoPro. It's but well, okay. I'll only I'll only assassinate wealthy criminals who okay. go near duck ponds. That's fine. <laughs> I can't. 
Depending depending on, on like on like how, 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 how bendy my arm could become, I could probably get it up a toilet. Yes. Now that's interesting. Is it? Well, that, that, that's that's no, no one's going to expect that assassination. No. No, they're not. So shoot them right up the bum. <laughs> you just got a little snub nose revolver. <laughs> you just you open the toilet lid to go for a wee, and there's just a hand there with a with a thirty eight special and shoots you. <laughs> and I have to thinking. I have to hope it hits. Because <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> standing in the shower with one arm <laughs> see what I was thinking was like this is yeah, great yeah, yeah. I can detach my junk and go for a mm-hmm. pee and not have to get up but then thinking that's not taking my bladder with it no so what or, ha- I guess so no but this opened another can of worms I've just say I've detached my hand let's mm-hmm. let's stray away from the toilet humour here yeah just to answer your first question all the piss would fall out next question <laughs> exactly yeah okay sure like what happens like is it an open wound um, I'm gonna assume it's uh, it, it's like it's like healed over flesh. Okay, like that's, a, like that's a, fine like then, because like that could have been issue. a real issue. Yeah, I imagine it's just sort of like generic flesh. Sure. Okay. Because yeah, because like if you start bleeding out, it's not not very useful <laughs> right, power. Not, what you need then is somebody with a sticky slime <laughs> to come over and just 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 cover over the wound. No blood coming out of that. You live. I'm right, the hero. All right, lads. I've got a way to break out this prison. This prison, but you are going to have to cauterize my shoulder stump with, with whatever we can find, <laughs> and then we've got a very limited amount of time before the arm dies. <laughs> also, one of you is going to have to kiss me. Yeah, that's not that's not for the power. I just need it to happen before <laughs> just, I do this. It's going to be you, Jake. Yeah, is it for luck? Who knows? Anyway, pucker up, big horse. <laughs> Shall I ask you a question? I feel I feel that neither of these things are good, and I think that actually secreting slime is probably the better one, isn't it? Yes, I think it has more today utility. And like you've got grease, which is the best D and D spell. Exactly. As long as you as long as you, you can secrete it like a friggin' fire hose, you're fine. <laughs> oh boy, can I! <laughs> Never do that again. Oh, oh, I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna need a pint of bovril to get that back. <laughs> Ruined my keyboard again. <laughs> Go on, ask me a question, Chris. Dice with sharp edges. Anyone knows a website where I can buy them? By Xerox. This is off Reddit. This is off Reddit. Yeah. This is what we mean. This is this, this is this is the this is really the uh, the tip top question from Reddit. This is the caliber. What a fucking creepy question. Who wants dice with sharp edges? Who who hurt you? And who do you I've, want to hurt? I've got to presume it's part of some sort of ritual, which means the dice themselves must draw blood. You Possibly, can't just put yeah. blood on a dice. A normal dice are quite blunt. To be fair, I actually own some sharp edge dice. Yeah, like the casino grade dice, right? Yeah, no, I, they, they, they used to be a company, I don't know if they're still going, honestly, called Game Science. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that their dice were more random. <laughs> Because of the sharp edges. Marketing to the precise kind of nerd you are. Yes. Um, and I bought them because they're really nice dice. They're very neat. Oh, okay. Yes. Like, yes. I, in fact, in fact, I seem to remember them them having an advert like, hey, normal dice are basically shit. Yeah. And like, and like, there's always bubbles in them and they're just sort of uh, rolled around and don't work. Mm. Like, they're, the, what's the word? Uh, they're, they're tumbler polished. Yes. 
Yeah, um, they're, they're technically unfair because the way that they're made is so cheap. But it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't because you don't know how they're weighted, do you? No. I guess I guess you could do that thing where you roll them a thousand times. A chi-squared test. Yes, but oh, I don't... I mean, I know who that's for, but I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily want to hang out with them. No. Uh, no, or, that's too much or, work. Or hear their fascinating stories about their different kinds of dice. <laughs> Those people. I. What what possible use could this person have for sharp edge dice? So I think that in this case it was mm-hmm. an aesthetic slash I want true randomness thing. Like if, if you're a mathematician, I can yeah. understand that because I that's. So. That's how you work. That's how your brain is wired. If you want it truly random and it's not a huge expense. Yeah. I mean, like the set I bought was 15 quid. Like, it was more expensive than a normal set. But not hugely. But not, like, 70 pounds. Like, those cool hoping... ones you can get that made of, like, coyote femur. And mm. dried Jesus jizz or whatever it is. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not going to roll. It's not going to roll fair. Oh, it is. Doesn't matter guess... what shape it is. I guess it's God, isn't it? Exactly. He's infallible. Yep. He meant to roll that. Pure random. Actually, no, anti-random, I guess. Could God make a dice so random even he couldn't predict the outcome? Oh, oh it's too early for that. Sorry. It's we are recording tw- early on Sunday morning. It's only 2019. <laughs> I need a couple more years. <laughs> Till we can get into the theology. Yeah. Call me back in 2023. Oh, actually, God doesn't play with dice, it's been said. Oh, so yeah, there was a book fine. with that title. It was Einstein, I believe, who said it. But there was also a book with that title. Oh, okay. God doesn't play with dice. No. Okay. How did he, um, how did he get through a game of snakes and ladders? Well, he just he just, he just moved the right number of spaces. What an asshole. Well, so that he, can't, he, he can't do wrong, so whatever happened it, no, I meant is Einstein. correct. Oh, Einstein. Well, he used dice. He's not God. Hmm. Now, the Pope, that's the problem. Yes. Pope Pope has papal infallibility, which makes it very hard to play Trivial Pursuit against him. <laughs> but easier to play Bridge. Yes. Why? I don't know. I don't even know okay. how you play Bridge. Mm. This question is awful. Rubbish. That's the point. Yeah, uh, We're trying yeah, to make a point uh, with this question. Ask, ask me. Yeah, but like, it's bad and it's poisoned this podcast. We're all sick. This, this podcast is very... My podcast needs medicine. Tiberian Pun asks, mm-hmm. when writing for publication, do you ever get imposter, syn- imposter? imposter syndrome? If so, Impo- how do you deal with it? Imposter was my favourite Thundercat. <laughs> imposter, no. <laughs> Put Chitara down. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> Stop throwing lions at Christians. This is I... weird. Man, that was a fucking terrible show, Thundercats. It was, it was shitty. Really bad. There's Everyone was in pants. In there, but nope. It had that awful snarf character. Snarf. I thought you said snuff. The, do you remember the awful snuff episode? <laughs> Just eight millimeter film in a basement. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not going to make jokes about snuff films. <laughs> no. Um, this is more your question to answer than mine. I think. Why is that? Uh, because you suffer from imposter syndrome terribly. <laughs> yes, because you're the imposter. Get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Grant. Really helping with that. Really, really cemented. It's not, Chris. It's not. It's not imposter syndrome. If you're actually an imposter. 
Oh. That's that's just a keen understanding of your own abilities. Should, should, should I go? No, I need you here to bounce. <laughs> to bounce uh, I need off. you here to make me look better. Yes. No, okay. I will say I do get imposter syndrome occasionally. And the main... I think rather than imposter syndrome, what I get is, oh, my work's awful. Oh, this is dire. And I'm going to say I suffer that about twice a day. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, whenever someone talks about a game I've written, or like they're saying, oh, oh, we're going to play Spire. And I'm like, oh, God, what if they find one of the many problems that I wrote into the game? Mm. What? Like, I've been worried about unarmed combat in Spire since I, since I released the game. Yeah. Because it's bad. Also, don't look and at it. No one's, no one's mentioned how bad unarmed combat is in Spire. Oh, it's intentionally bad. Yeah, but it's like it's it's bad and also it's not fun bad. No, but like uh, just, break a bottle. There you yes. go. Yeah, um, yes, yes, you know? precisely. Ar- arm yourself. Yes. Um, but no, I have. So, I get real imposter syndrome. Like I think people are going to find out. Talk to me about that. I think people are going to find out that I'm not good at this, and mm. then tell me that, and then stop me doing this. Well, they can't stop you doing it. No. Well. I'm not saying that this is a valid, like, vertigo isn't necessarily a valid fear. Well, all right, ballistophobia isn't a, isn't a valid fear. Well, is that bullets or guns? Bullets. Okay, yes, that's not valid. Um, but yeah, it's really strange, mm. um, especially in like working with you in this in this group, mm. because. Our, our, the way our PR works and the way everything works is that everything kind of goes through you. Yeah. So I get intentionally forgotten. Like you've 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 taken steps to remove yourself from the public eye. Yes. In this respect. Yeah. Now, now why is that? Um, partly to kind of allay that imposter syndrome. Mm. Because if no they one... don't know I'm there, they can't be upset with me. <laughs> Plus, you still get paid the same as me. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the perfect crime. But it does mean that I don't get as much credit. No. Which and is one of the things that could, in theory, pull the imposter syndrome out. Well, that's the thing. I don't think like imposter syndrome relies on 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 external forces. Like you can have as much credit as you like. You can have all the glowing reviews you like, and you've read those glowing reviews. Mm. Those aren't those aren't glowing reviews of how great my face is. <laughs> Those are glowing reviews of Spire, a book that we wrote together. And, like, people don't say, oh, and by the way, the words are in a great order. Like, they never <laughs> mention, like, they never mention that the writing itself is brilliant. They're always like, oh, the, oh, the ideas here are great. The mechanics are brilliant. The rules are very, the rules are very clever. I'll put, I'll put this forward. And that's all stuff that we've worked on together. That's all crucial yeah. stuff. Um, but you still suffer from imposter syndrome terribly. Yeah. And I don't think that, that any amount of, um, uh, fawning praise is going to allay that. No, and sometimes we get a question that says, "Hi Grant and other podcast person." We did mention that. I know. Um, I'm bringing it up on, once on more. HDF nights. It it pisses me off. Like I get it. Like it's not. It's not. It's not super easy to find out who you are. Even it's uh, written directly above the text box that they had to type into. You know what I mean? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, they have. It's it's super easy to find out that the that the person on this podcast is Chris Taylor. We yeah. say it at the start of every episode, it's there in the name. Uh, it's there in the there on on the on the website. But it's quite hard to find out anything about you. No, that's very true. No one knows what you look like. I am clandestine. Everyone knows what I look like. That's very true. I don't take a good selfie because I don't cut my hair very well. 
No, you don't. You don't cut your hair very well, and also you you don't believe that you're you, you could be attractive. No, that's also true. Which is a shame. In fact, you know, you know, honestly, let's let's let's, let's, let's nice. just reframe this question. When writing for publication, do you ever get imposter syndrome? When trying to be human, do you ever get imposter syndrome? <laughs> now like it's we're at talking. a baser level. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, now, now you're talking. So occasionally I am unfortunately sober. Mm. And that's when it really kicks in. Oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah. And we also like, write worse when we're sober. I don't write drunk. I'll have you know. I don't write high either. Well, not often. That's, that's actually not true. I, I used no marijuana during the writing of Spire. Mm-hmm. Strata is a slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are some bits. There are some bits where you know I I, I took some inspiration from that from that good, good kind herb. And we can't we can't talk. Can we talk about this? No, I don't think we should talk about this. On, I don't think we talk about our drug use on the podcast. No, I mean Definitely. it's like it's cool drug use. Cool. <laughs> it's just radical. I wear sunglasses Fellow when I smoke kids. smoke the no, weed. But- Going back to imposter syndrome. Yes. Like, and how do you deal with it? I don't. You don't? No, I mean, as we said, alcohol. Yeah. Numbs, numbs it a little bit. It's that'll great. get you through most social, social situations. Yeah, I mean, all you're looking for, like, what alcohol does, it takes about 15% off of whatever's happening. Yes. It doesn't make it go away. No. But it burrs the edge. Interestingly enough, biologically, what alcohol does is it It means you can't predict as well. You can't mm-hmm. extrapolate from current data as well, which means which, which means your inhibition's lower because you can't realise, oh, it's because you don't realise, oh, hang on, this thing I'm doing might go wrong. Yeah. And so you do the thing? One of the problems I have is I catastrophize. You do catastrophize. Um, what, like, what does that mean for um, the uninitiated? Okay, because so I know, but explain it to the podcast. <laughs> so catastrophizing is when you assume that the absolute worst thing that could happen would happen if you did something. Now, when you so say the, absolutely worse, this isn't like tigers. This is like no, no, within no, the realms of like, possibility. If if I'm if, if I drove that car, mm-hmm. I would crash that car and kill myself and somebody else. Yes, it's things that are technically possible, mm. but honestly, like if as long as you're not an idiot driving and you're not pr- drunk, pretty rare. You're yeah. not going to do that. It's fine. Yeah. Just stick to the speed limits and obey the laws. It's cool. The odds are pretty slim. Yeah. But like when we're looking at business decisions mm. um, and things, oh, I always feel really bad because all I can do is see the, the potential negatives. Yes. Um, which is in a way helpful because they are, pointed out, they are pointed out and addressed and we can go, okay, so that this is a method by which that won't happen. Yes. However, <laughs> you've constantly got this person with a billboard over his chest saying the end is nigh. It's nigh. And like, At and every like, meeting you have. That's the thing. Like, I think between the pair of us, we managed to tackle imposter syndrome. Because I'm, I'm not immune to it. I still have that. Yeah. Well, but I think that I, I'm much more confident in my abilities. Some might say too confident in my abilities. And so between the pair of us, we sort of average out. In that yeah, well, I'm we've overexcited. Long, we've long, we've and you know said, everything's going to go wrong. We've long said that together we make one real human. I think that is toxic. I think we are two real humans and one competent game designer. Fair. I will accept that. Which is slightly less toxic, but we are human. (laughs) Yes, 100%, as far as we know. Mostly. Yeah. 
mostly human. Uh, so yes, I haven't got um, any metal in me at all. I don't think. How do you tell my teeth? My, my my maths are fucking junkyard as far as metal uh, goes. I've got none of that crap. I'm, main, I'm mainly amalgam back there. I literally have no idea, but still no fillings. I don't know because I've never seen you brush your teeth. I brush my teeth every day. But yeah, once a day. Yeah. Presumably. More anyway. than that. More than that's probably just a waste. <laughs> You'll wear away the teeth, Grant. Yeah, you'll you'll erode them. So, does anyone? Do you have any advice for dealing with imposter syndrome aside from getting a little bit drunk? Um, medication. Yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> like, you want, I mean, um, generally speaking, imposter syndrome is part of a wider problem mm. rather than just um, this self-enclosed issue. Mm. Um, so, it's worth getting general help just in case because it can't hurt to go to a doctor no like it's free right now um yeah. <laughs> in this country for a bit yeah um but you know what make an appointment now yeah just, just even if, even if you're not sick yeah, just, just do it before march <laughs> i i would also say that uh one of the most important things you can do is try to make uh work for yourself mm, yeah for so, sure so Obviously, it's important. Like, if you're, if let's say, it's not necessarily important. Even if you're, if you're doing it as a business and you're trying to survive under capitalism as an artist, then it is important to look at the market and try to create some. Unless you're absolutely brilliant and you can redefine what's going on, look at the market and seeing what there's a gap for, seeing if there's a an excited potential audience for your products, is obviously crucial. However, that's not why you should write. Because like you can like I've done I've done um, jobs for people I didn't give a shit about and I turned up and and I turned up and did it and you know I've, I've I've written things I didn't give a shit about and that's fine but it's not it doesn't help you feel uh, as though what you're doing is correct you have to write things that you want to write that you want to play that you're proud of and then the pride can come from I did this thing and it exists and I think it's good and my peers think it's good and it's reviewed well and I'm excited about it rather than oh I did this thing yeah but like exactly like um, if you if we were doing a a hard sci-fi spaceship game Jesus can you imagine it would be trash that's not a niche that, that you and I can fill whereas if you're playing some stupid smuggler space game Mm-hmm. Where the science is like, yeah, sure, yeah, then that'd be fine. And you have to enjoy what you're doing, otherwise, yeah. it's utterly pointless. There's no, there's really no point in doing it. Well, on the subject of um, soft sci-fi, Chris and I discovered a game called Moon Hop today, and it's fucking great. Yes, it's a hack of the wonderful into the odd. It's free. It's by Type One Ninja, um, and it has it is it is, uh, it is Daft sci-fi, and it has sub sub ancestries of dwarf, such as jump dwarf. Yes, there's a a what's the other one? A, a sea elf who have the perk speak to fish, and the drawback you irritate fish. If you happen to be on the Discord, there is currently a link in general to it. It's very good. Please, please, you can't buy it. Um, it's not. Like, there's no means of giving the the, the writer money, but um, you know, in please. Do Moonhop. We like it. Yeah. Super good. Oh, I'd also like to recommend um, uh, Red Sky, Dead City. Oh, have you been reading that? I have been reading that. I know it's not your scene, Chris. No, but, that's fine. Um, I, I, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's another post-colonialist game written from the point of view of the colonizers. And so the game is, the game is propaganda as you go and try and take over a, a contested city uh, of like this sort of vast necropolis. 
and it's all very um, weird fantasy, and I like it a great deal. Mm. You should take a look at it. There's, there's been, a free preview. I've been reading uh, The Darkening of Mirkwood uh-huh. most recently, which is uh, the one of the big, the big grand campaign things for uh, One Ring. How dark is Mirkwood now? Uh, very dark by the end. Um, but if you want a proper Tolkieny fantasy game, mm-hmm. that is top tier stuff. Oh, lovely! Like as a campaign, it takes a place over thirty years. Oh, best best have some sons, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It's got rules. It's, it's like it, it, it accepts lineages and things like that. Oh, um, and like one of the, like it suggests like. In the in because the way One Ring works is you've got travel phases, adventuring phases, and then uh, the end of year phase, mm. where you know you essentially you do all this you do all the stuff where like you it suggests you know get married, have kids, mm. start a house, like you, the whole point is that you're building a life and yeah. adjusting to what's happening in the place you live That's and nice. how it's okay. slowly turning towards it. the shadow and slowly getting worse and worse. Mm. But what's really nice is that the the, the campaign fits Tolkien canon. Right. So at the end, Mirkwood is nightmare. Is, is Mirkwood. Yeah, it's Mirkwood as it is in, in ah, The Two Towers. cool. But what it is, is about keeping areas safe from that and, I, and protecting I really like the that. people that live near it. I like that, because it's, it's not going to mess with canon, but it sits no. within it. You, you're not going to be like, oh, Gandalf's here. Yeah, because like, oh, can I, I can never remember, remember the names, but Dol Guldur is the... Like, if you've seen the Lord of the Rings films, um, it's where Sauron comes back. Oh, he, yeah, he doesn't come back in the films, does he? Or like, no, he, he, he sort of the cinematic watch, releases. Yeah, if you look at the, the Hobbit films. Right, Sorry, yes, not Lord of the Rings films. And there's oh, a bit okay. in, like, a ruined castle fort area right. with Gandalf, and then you see Sauron, and he's talking to the big white crazy orc with one hand. Uh, mm. But it's centred around that place. Okay, cool. Um, so, at, if you imagine at the very end of the campaign is the very start of the Hobbit. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, you know what? I, I'm, I'm into that. I like that. And I That's adore fun. the One Rings systems. It's got some lovely combat systems. It's what beautiful. I can recall. Um, it is. I just just wish I gave a single fuck about Tolkien. But the thing is, you don't have to. No, I know, but still. No, I I, I completely understand what you're saying, but it is a gorgeous thing and well worth the yeah. read. Yeah, if you're sure. look, if you if, if if anybody's ever looking to do a a long term campaign, mm. like I mean, uh, there's games that do it well, like Legacy, mm. um, that is very generational. Mm. Um, but if you're trying trying to do a very long term campaign, it is like top of the list to read and get right. inspiration from. We should do this at the end of every episode. This works out well. It, like, it means we have to get things that we like. <laughs> or we can talk about shines. We could, I, you know, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to throw stones because I live in quite a glassy house. That is true. <laughs> a house is fragile and on the cliff. Yes. Let's wrap it up, Christo. Let's. Wrap I'm sorry, it I called up. you Christo. Uh, you got to call me Count of. Let's Monte wrap it up, Christo. Count of Monte Cristo. That's fine. This has been Hearty Dice Friends, episode ninety-four. My name is Grant Howitt. That was Chris Taylor, and we answered some role-playing questions, kind of. If you've enjoyed this. We desperately try to. If you've enjoyed this, why not pop along to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends 
chip in some money. You can join our Discord. Like the main reason to give us some money to join our Discord, mm-hmm. uh, because that means you can play Destiny with Chris. <laughs> it is it is a steadily increasing reason to donate. I think it's, to respo- us. it's responsible for a, 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 at least a quarter of our income. The fact that you play Destiny. <laughs> yes. I I'm interested in doing some more scavenger hunts. Yes. So what we we used to do Hearty Dice Hangouts, um, which was once a month we'd we like we'd get some people on for the Discord and we'd all, we'd all hang out and play games and those eventually became a exercise an exercise in disappointment as people could not turn up on 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 the reg and it was just me and Chris in a room realizing how few listeners we had. Yeah. That was a while ago. We've got more listeners now. We've got like maybe three or four more listeners. Hmm. And so, what I'd be interested. So, one of the things we used to do was scavenger hunts. And so, we used to have. Um, I'd send people like we, we'd say, "You've got a minute to find. You got two minutes to find the most expensive HDMI cable, and send it to me. And then, if you get the same HDMI cable as another person, you both lose." Yep. And then we'd have everybody vote on the best yeah. one. We had like uh, which we can do most... properly now with reactions. I'm interested to see how that could work, actually, because mm. like, I'd, I'd like to see, and like, if, if there's some way that we could put them, like, have them submitted anonymously or all at the same time. I don't know how that would work. I don't know, but I like the idea of of, of like what was the other ones we had? Um, uh, breakfast. Yep. Um, the most egregious uh, steampunk shit available. Biggest yeah. dog. Uh, the the most ridiculous waste of money item. Yeah, that sort of thing. Which I we just, had we, oh, wait, watch saves. Mm. That's where it is, what? my friends. Watch saves. You got to keep them safe. Three hundred thousand pounds to hold four watches. Four watches. Yep. I guess they're safe. They are safe, but like the at that point, just steal the safe. What I would do at that point is spend that money on imitation watches, and then keep my watches in a pile of imitation watches, <laughs> so no one knows what the correct watch is. <laughs> just in your watch room. Yes, in my watch room. Like, the, like that Ruben Planescope, it's just a thousand keys dropped from the ceiling. <laughs> and one it's of them that. works. Yes, it's that, but for my watch. Yes. The, the other ones also don't have batteries in, I should say. I don't keep them <laughs> Um So you can back us on Patreon, come hang out. We're, we're going to play some more games. We wanna, uh, we're we we're having a lovely time on the Discord at the moment. You can also do Twitter. You can do Twitter. You can follow us at HDF Podcast, and sometimes we post the episodes there. And you can also send us an email to heartydustfriends at gmail.com. And that is, I think, it. We adore you. You're just the best. It's really strange, but, like, nobody's quite as good as you. No. Like, some people come close, but... mm. No, definitely nobody does it better. No. I'd say nobody does it half as good as you. Uh, Ideally. Baby. You're the best. (laughs) Baby. And uh, I'm going to sing us out. Do it. Nobody does it better. See, I started out there singing seriously, and I thought I'd go funny. Sometimes I wish someone would. You want to join in at any point? I don't know. Nobody does it half as good as you. Baby, you're the best.